Hello and welcome to Power Suits. My name is Francie and I am going to be one of your amazing co-hosts for this podcast. I will just preface this with it is our first podcast so they're only going to get better from here. Let me quickly introduce my co-host. Hi everyone, I'm Katie Kay. I'm so excited that you guys tuned into our podcast. Um, we are really excited about this. We are ripping the band-aid off because we've been discussing this for a while. Um, and as you guys know, if you do know us, then you know that we have lots of issues that come up. So we've decided to take the texting thread, add you to the group chat and discuss it all. Yeah. So our goal for this podcast is we're going to be sharing all of the different challenges we have in our business and how we overcome them. We'll be sharing a little bit about what works, what doesn't work in business. Um, we're going to be talking about topics like what we see going on um, in the news, what other successful business people are doing. And we also decided we want to take things that are in pop culture because at the end of the day, we are just two people who don't just have businesses. We also have lives. So we're going to be talking about things that are going on in the world of pop culture, but how do they actually relate to business? So not just the drama of it all, which is fun and makes it entertaining, but what might really be going on behind the drama of it all when it comes to the actual business PR legal side because sometimes I think it gives a little bit different of a perspective. I love it. We also have co-hosts today too because we are live from Francie's house so we do have the famous Hudson and Harlem. Yes we have two little Frenchies that like to make it known um, when they are around and like to give their two cents so I'm gonna apologize in advance if you hear some barking or more likely snorting in the background because <laughs> it is probably going to happen. So at that point, I think we should just jump in. Should we just Dive jump in? in? There's so much. The there, week we started it is the week we could probably do a four-hour podcast. We probably could do a four-hour podcast because we we've had so many different things going on this week. The world has had so many different things going on this week that has made it very interesting and very entertaining. So we're going to jump in and talk about, I think, our first topic, which is going to be a thing that if you know what Bravo is, you have a female in your life who knows what Bravo is, or if you just have seen any news anywhere because it has made its way to mainstream news, we are actually going to talk about the scandal. The scandal that literally... I think every girl on the planet dropped their phones when they heard this. I mean, if your girlfriend, your wife, your sister, your mother is your employees, your, employees your staff, your coworkers, staff, like there has to be a group chat and someone you know going on right now about the scandal drama. So, should we bring up like for those who don't know? Yeah, what's going well, let's on? give a little bit of backstory. And in case you've been living under a rock, you don't listen to any other podcasts, you don't consume <laughs> any news, you don't watch television, and you've just selected our podcast as the chosen one, and you have no clue what we're talking about. We we will bring you up to speed a little bit. What we're talking about? There is a television show called Vanderpump Rules. It Ooh, is on it. Bravo. Um, the show has been around. I want to say it's like ten. 10 years. It's 10th season. 10th yeah. season. So I know that might not mean exactly 10 years because sometimes there's more than one season in a year. Sometimes they skip a year, but 10 seasons. So around 10-ish years. And the show 
Going back, because um, a lot of people have been talking about the beginning of the show, I will say I don't know if the show would be on 10 seasons right now if you go back to season one because there was people slapping one another, oh, yeah. drinks being thrown. Like, I don't the think cancel nowadays... Culture now? Cancel culture now? They'd all be fired now. But it's a real group of friends. This is one of the reality TV shows that these the individuals that started on the show were an actual real group of friends. And... What the scandal is basically relates to is there is Tom Sandoval, which is where they come up with Scandoval. He is in a relationship with Ariana. They are on the show. They are castmates, and they have been in this relationship for a number of years. They own a house together. They're like the married couple that's not married, but everybody knows. They're basically they're married. common law married. Yeah. I, I don't know California's law specifically on common law marriage, which yeah. that would probably be interesting to look up, but they're basically common law married. Um, they own a house together, animals together, you know, everything that I would basically say for all intents and pur- purposes, they are married. And it came out... And I don't even think we have to say allegedly because they have both admitted admitted and apologized. Um, Raquel or Rachel, whichever name you want to call her, which doesn't really matter to me because I know a lot of people are kind of born with one name and maybe have a shortened name or go by a different name. I'm one of them. Everyone calls me Francie. I'm one of them. Everyone calls me Francie. My legal name is Francis. So whatever. She goes by Raquel, who is one of Ariana's closest friends. Um, Tom Sandoval and Raquel have been having an affair. It wasn't just a one-time cheating thing. It's been a full-blown, at least seven-month affair. Months and months. That everyone is just shocked about. Can't believe it. There's, you know, been fallout left, right, and center. And this is a, like, really, for those of you who don't know the show, this is a very close friend circle. So we're not talking, like... This is an affair that just hit the news. We have businesses, and brands. Ra- Raquel was previously engaged to someone else who's on the show. Their engagement ended, yeah. which ironically, Tom paid for yes, their engagement affair party. Tom paid for the engagement party. Their engagement party, which is very interesting. I would say smart business move if you're trying to make a move on the other person, right? Like shower them with <laughs> gifts, right? So he paid for the engagement party that she didn't know she was going to have while in the relationship with somebody else. Just wild, wild. I would say financially, Really stupid move. Who pays for somebody else's engagement party? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd pay for yours, but I love you, so it's different. But, but like, like, it in just this makes no circle, sense. In this, they're all very successful in their own ways. Some of them have bigger brands than the others. It's not like he couldn't have paid for their engagement party. So, like, for me, it's always a Coachella I mean, saga. You would think DJ James Kennedy could, could have afford afford his own... Yeah. Engagement party. Regardless, we digress. Yes. Um, Even though I do want to come back to the the finances of it all a little bit. But they, um, there's an affair. Allegedly, it's been going on for seven months. Nobody really knows the exact timeline. That has not been admitted to yet. Um, But obviously... Raquel was very close with Ariana. She was very close with Sheena. You know, there's there's this whole thing, which I do want to talk a little bit about, of maybe allegedly Sheena hit Raquel. Maybe she didn't hit Raquel. We don't know. That is alleged because nobody's actually copped to that. But yeah. there is restraining orders that have been filed. Yes. 
So whether there's also some claims that maybe she's faking that to get out of the reunion, reunion and that it never happened. Yeah. So there's just been this, this huge drama. Also knowing other point that I think is important is that Ariana and Tom ended up in a relationship when Tom cheated on his first girlfriend, Kristen, with Ariana. At a Coachella saga with Ariana. It always yes. comes back to Coachella. They also made out in the pool at the Golden Nugget at the in Golden Vegas. Nugget. Because I remember Stassi, when she found out, saying, at the Golden Nugget? <laughs> That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so, and he was like, what? I love the Golden Nugget. Um, so there, there's a lot, of, a lot of different drama here. But part of what we actually want to talk about is like, yes, obviously it's like, oh my gosh, how could you do that to a friend? How could that happen? And unfortunately, I think exactly, Harlem, how could that happen? Um, I think a lot of people think like, who would ever do that? I, I don't want to say it happens all the time, but crazy things like this happen to people, unfortunately. Um, it is not just something you see on reality. I mean, you just see it on reality television because it's on television, but this stuff happens. What I want to talk a little bit more about is this is all happening. These people are all on a reality television show. Um, Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval, who are their business partners and friends, the two Toms, they are part in two different bar restaurants together. Two different restaurants. Plus, in preface for everyone, they are Lisa Vanderpump is the one who they all work for. So yes. they are business partners. For those of you who don't know, she was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So we're not dealing with you know just a TV show, and we're trying to build our own businesses. They have very high leveled partners. Yes. And so there's businesses that they own. Um, Tom and Ariana own a home together. They had a business venture together. Um, so there's a lot of, we kind of want to take this from a little bit of a different angle and talk about the business impact, the brand impact, and yeah. like what is, what is that type of a fallout, right? So there's a lot of drama around it. I mean, Point number one, and nobody can deny, it's great for the television show. It is great for the network of Bravo. It is great for the television show because you have people that didn't even know what it was that are watching now, people re-watching it. Um, they you have a new season coming from now. A, from a Bravo perspective, you know, they had Lisa Vanderpump on Andy Cohen's show, Watch What Happened Live. All she was doing was really everything was seed planting the reunion. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to find that out on the reunion. We're going to have to ask that question on the reunion, which was brilliant in really getting people even more engaged. So from the network television show of it all, like you can't ask for a better scenario a better scenario to play out so we get all of that but these people as individuals that's what i want to kind of talk about a little bit so you have um schwartz and sandy's which is their newest business venture where they have other partners in that business and when all of this happened there um i never saw any of it online but somebody kind of spearheaded let's destroy let's destroy the review and the ratings of Schwartz and Sandy's and I think their Yelp score is down to like yeah. a one star yeah oh yeah because everyone just went on and left all these negative reviews so I want to talk a little bit about you know some people have the perspective of like no PR is bad PR 
And then other people would look at, okay, we're down to like a one-star rating. Their, one of their business partners, Greg, was actually like responding to people. Part of Tom's statement was about like, this is impacting the business. There's employee, there's staff, which there's been a lot of pushback because people are like, restaurants don't give a shit about their staff. There's so much turnover. But what are your thoughts on how this is going to blow back on Schwartz and Sandy and then TomTom, which is another business with their name on it that they technically are still partnered in, minority, minority partners, but they are still partnered in. Do you think this has a huge impact on their business? Do you think it ends up helping the business? Do you believe no PR good or bad is it like there is no such thing as bad PR because if people are talking about you it's for the better that's what I kind of want to dive into first so I well one this is reality television so you know I would say just don't have your personal life out there and and think when you have partners involved and in this situation there's only so much control you could have with that obviously they should have known going into this but you know, if I'm partners with them and we're being attacked, I think there's going to be people that are going to win and that are not going to win in the scenario. So I think if you've been watching the season, you know, the whole Schwartz thing was either probably a cover up or just kind of a joke or something is going on there. So I think certain brands can get saved. I think Schwartz brand can get saved. I don't know how Sandoval is going to come out of this because he's someone who really, really used his brand to keep building. Um, and unfortunately, I think Raquel will find a way to still have a brand, just maybe not on reality television, but she does not have partners in her business. So there's that. As far as like the actual restaurants. What do you think? Just an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, Sandoval and Raquel have gained followers yeah. on social media. Through so all this. I, I think it's, that's where I say, you know, A scandal is a scandal when it's happening. Anything crisis is always going to kind of blow people's pages up. And then with something like this, they're probably going to start to like forget. Because if we go all the way back to when this happened with Kristen and Tom and now we have Ariana. Well, how many years have gone by? Six, seven, eight years have gone by and everybody loves Ariana. And where when she first came in, there was kind of that, that rough patch. So... Like, I genuinely believe the only way out of the crisis before we go to business, the only way out of the crisis is you guys better be moving in together. You better be having a baby. You better be full on in love because there's no other way to kind of pivot out of that. Or um, their brands are just going to have to completely separate. So someone is, I think someone is eventually going to leave the show um, just because I think they won't be able to handle it and what comes with it. But obviously their brands are, personal brands are blowing up and they can do other stuff with that. They could sell makeup. They could sell anything they wanted to with that. So that's that part. And then as far as the business and the restaurants, I mean, it's reality television. People live for this. So if you didn't think they were going to go after their restaurants on their, on Tom Sandoval's defense and on Schwartz's defense, when you're partnering with someone in reality TV, you obviously know that that's a risk you're taking. You do know that something could go wrong. It might not necessarily be. There's been people that have been canceled off this show. Well, you have, you, you're pulling people in because of the brand recognition they have. Exactly. So you're deciding to partner with them, which whether it's reality television or, or anything, anything, 
there, you know, is definitely a risk because you're partnering with somebody, a name, a brand, whatever, that you probably don't know every single thing. Because we've also seen on this show people that are no longer on the show Mm -hmm. because something came back from many, many years prior that was done that was then viewed, you know, this was kind of during the timing of Black Lives Matter, that was viewed as like, that's not acceptable and you can't, even though they were younger, it wasn't when they were on the show, it was their life before the show, but it came back to have an impact on them. So that, I mean, that's a risk yeah. with any any business or brand you're choosing to get involved in, you know, that is a, you're a risk. That risk. You're taking yeah. a risk because you don't know everything that everyone has ever done said or what's going on in somebody's personal life yeah it's kind of like the gasoline that puts the fire on their businesses is also the gasoline that could take it down right and like that's that's what you sign up for now entrepreneur hat on if i was to go partner with one of these people in any sort of business you could be selling so many reality stars have all different partners for all different businesses I would always, queen of the exit, have some way to get out of that. In the event of crisis management, I can come in and take over or I can come in and you know, buy them out, whatever the case may be. And I don't think, at least with this other partner, I don't know, I haven't seen the contracts, but it doesn't seem like they have that sort of exit. Also from the episode that just aired last night, you saw Lisa Vanderpump coming in taking advantage of the situation did you watch this episode yes okay yes. so you watch her kind where of you find in. out one they're paying the rent yes you find out right? that they're, so they're on the hook they're bleeding. personally on the hook for the rent payment they're meaning bleeding. tom schwartz and tom sandoval not the other partners yes so so the boys are clearly bleeding they've bought they've brought in family money um they've got a lot of pressure surrounding them and their partner doesn't necessarily have the same ticking time bomb that they do now, remember, this is obviously filmed a few months ago, um, so not to where we are now. The restaurant is actually open, et cetera, et cetera. But their other partner, um, who they're involved with in TomTom, which is Lisa Vanderpump, she you can kind of see her trying to insert herself in the situation. I can imagine when that whole thing came up, Schwartz and Sandy's is what I mean. When Schwartz and Sandy's came up, she was sitting there. She wasn't involved. You know, it's kind of like the, right. I built you up. Right. I created businesses with you. I built your brand. Like, you, you're nothing without me type thing. And then suddenly they go and do this venture without her. And this is her opportunity to kind of get back in and, and kind of take control of the situation. Now, I was surprised when I watched that episode. Basically, what she had offered them was their $50,000 back for their 5% ownership in TomTom. And she said that they could have that back, no problems. And if they gave it back within a year, they would still they would have get their back ownership. In. Yes. Yeah. So I'm looking at that like she sees them in crisis. This is clearly pre-Sanderval drama. She sees them in crisis. She probably knows they're not going to pay the loan back. And she's going to have a very successful business without them there. But I mean, that 5% to her is nothing. nothing. Yeah. Neither Whether, was the 50 grand. Right. It was nothing. It was just how committed or how, how serious are you? I also thought it was interesting because she wanted nothing to do with potentially buying the other partners out and getting yes. into Schwartz and Sandy's, which I think was very interesting. Um, you know, she there's a reason. Had control, right? Right. Yeah. right. And she doesn't want to be in something that she can't have control in, which I think is smart. When you know more about the business, the industry can bring more to the table. You should always maintain control otherwise you somebody else isn't somebody is always going to be in control so if it's something that 
you is something you know the most about, you should be in control. I do think though, and this might be an unpopular opinion, all of this I think will end up bringing more business mm-hmm. to Schwartz and Sandy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's going to be the people that want to go there for a drink because they want to get a picture. I think they're going to have to do a lot more work. Because people are going to want to see. Let's just go yeah. and see if anyone's there. Let's see. And like Sandoval has already said like he's going to kind of take like Step back. A step back. So is like Schwartz going to be there now even more to try and like help bring people in and be there. But I think people, because I've been listening to other people's podcasts that are have pretty much said like, I don't like either Tom. Mm-hmm. And then you'll hear them be like, should we go there for lunch as like a company app? Because people, unfortunately, why do we have traffic that will build up on the road? Because everyone wants to slow down to see the car accident. Exactly. So I do think people are going to, more people are going to go or people are going to continue to go to see it. If they see the car accident, if they see anything happening, if they see It's why reality television works. Like, everybody wants to see the train crash, but I I don't know. I don't know how Sandoval is going to, with his ego and kind of perception of how he perceives, I don't know how he's going to take that step back. I, I don't know either if I was because a partner he has a very him, big ego. Yeah, He's if I was partnered with him, ego. I'd be concerned. So. Now, the other piece, obviously, I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, Tom and Ariana, how financially oh, yes. stuck they kind of are when they own a home together. And I think I read somewhere that the it's 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 over a million dollar home yeah oh definitely yeah um I think it's in like the one to two ish range somewhere in there which financially I don't know you know financially I don't know obviously I I don't know them I don't know exactly their financial position however when um they they bought the home they're both co-owners on the home and who knows who put what into it when buying it or who's responsible for what however they did take out a home equity line of credit for Tom to be able to put the money into Schwartz and Sandy's. And there is an episode where Lisa's trying to give Ariana advice and kind of say, you know, financially you need to make sure you're protected or you're okay. And she responds and, you know, I don't know if this is editing. I, you never fully know. Her response came across as, holy shit, that girl's going to lose her ass. Because she basically had said, like, oh, it's only impacting his half and not my half, and, like, everything's fine. And last last I checked, if you default, the bank doesn't come cut your house in half and say we're only taking (laughs) this side. We'll take the roof. We'll just leave the walls. We we just want the guest bedroom, the <laughs> kitchen, and the living room, and half the pool. Last I checked, I don't think the bank does that. So I, 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 again, I don't know if this is editing. I don't know if, you know, she doesn't have a financial advisor or maybe a shitty financial advisor or maybe, I don't know what the case is, but well, it would lead me to believe the loan was taken out against the home. As a whole, as most as two loans parties, are, as, as two parties being responsible for that. Yeah. So my next thing would be, you know, and California has some laws. They have some laws mm-hmm. over there. But you're now 
co-owners of a home. You have, I mean, been cheated on by your very longtime boyfriend and your best friend for something that's been going on for months. If you leave, if he, like, one, I don't see either of them leaving the house. No. I don't see either of them leaving. I also don't necessarily think up. either of them are financially quite in the position to buy the other one out. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, so I always have this saying with people and I say, cheating always happens. You know, you take it back to the scandal. Cheating always happens because someone's not happy, right? No one's not cheating because they're not happy. So, okay, point A. Point B, affairs happen when you can't figure out the money, you can't figure out the documents, you haven't thought about it, you haven't figured things out. And there's been a couple times in this season already where we've started to see, like, clearly the relationship wasn't what they kind of perceived it to be. Um, But as far as that home is concerned, you know, I don't know what he was sitting there thinking Oh, am I, have I just screwed Ariana? Yes, I'm not happy and I don't want to be with her anymore, but can I not leave that house because my business, my money, everything's attached? I think she knew. I don't think she knew he was cheating. Actually, I take that back. Maybe I think she had an inkling. And Kristen Doty said it on a podcast. She just had this gut feeling to look through the phone. She had his phone. Everyone's talking about that everywhere. She, She had his phone and just had this gut feeling. I think that there... One, I think women have really great intuition. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people know things and just kind of turn the other way because they don't want to actually confront or deal with it I don't know if she exactly knew it was Raquel I don't know if she knew how long it was going on like I don't know that she knew the ins and the outs but I think that she had that she clearly had some kind of a feeling and I don't think that just happens in like the snap of a finger I think yeah I think you're right in the reason it probably has gone on for as long, they're probably still together, is because financially they are kind of stuck in the house. We also know the market right now is not where it is, so they may not be in a position where they can sell it either. So that may not be a viable option, knowing just where the market is in general. So now you're stuck in a house. Filming a show. Filming a show. Stuck in a house. Your businesses are tied. Your brands are tied. We all know that every cast member's brand gets built off each other's. Like, they go out, they post, or they do a collaboration, or they do an episode together, or whatever the case may be. So, everything is tied into one little ecosystem. And for these guys, it's it's their business. Everything is tied to the house. Which leads me to my next question of, I know we're always going to say, get it all in writing, but... Do you do business with your significant other? Do you tie yourself that strongly? And if you do, you know, how do you prepare for it? Well, I think he tied himself to everything because he had to be the center of attention. 100%. And, you know, even when she did that, um, her cocktail book thing, he had to become a part of it. So, like, that's a little bit frustrating for me because I wish she would have just, like, put her foot down and, like, been like, no, this is mine. Um, she does have 
um, speaking about the business of it all, this is what is a little frustrating for me as a business owner entrepreneur. She does have like a delivery cocktail. It's like a make, make it at home cocktail thing where it comes with all the different things. And people have been like, how can we support Ariana? Well, I do agree. The best way to port, support someone is financially, right? Like yeah. if we can support their business, go like buy. go buy things, all her shit sold out. Yeah. You can't buy anything. You now have a scaling problem. And I, I'm looking at that and I'm like, I don't even like on a normal day and a normal circumstance, I probably wouldn't be a buyer of this. It's just not something I'm yeah. going to buy like at all. But I'm like, you know what? If I can support someone like because I'm not supporting the business, the the book that they did together, I'm not going to yeah. support that. So if I can support her business, like why not? Like. But are we still supporting her or is it still tied to this half and half situation? At least in... But like, let's take advantage of the situation and get some shit in stock yeah, let's to like sell. get a hoodie, let's get a t-shirt. There's not, so then I look at, a, then you look at the people around the scenario who I feel like are... Monetizing. Monetizing, right? <laughs> so like, listen, I personally, I look at Lala who Lala has always been one of those, like she has not been without scandal. Her (laughs) ex is in a huge scandal and they're in a huge custody battle. So she's not someone that's ever been without scandal herself. And she finds herself in a lot of situations, but I do think she is a very smart business person. One of the first things she did is she's got someone sitting there, a business manager, somebody on her team. The first thing she did is in the give them la la beauty, she discounted the, um, she has a palette that's called the Bambi eyed B it's the actual B word. Um, and literally slashed the price and was like, everything must go or I'm going to burn it down. Like (laughs) I'm literally going to burn it if we don't sell them all within 24 hours, that palette was sold out. Yeah. Now, I don't know because I don't know the numbers. I do know numbers of the make it, makeup industry. I do think at $20 for the palette, she still made money. Oh, for I sure. don't think that was a break she even or I'm losing money. money. And like she the still made friend in her should like give that, give that to her. Yeah. Lala also has infamously now had a video where, you know, somebody's attorney, I'm going to assume here, this is all assumption that Raquel's attorney sent something directly to Lala. She has this video. She is like mad. You can she's tell that she's human. like in blankets and she's like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. And at the end, she's like, send it to Daryl. And the next day, there's merch. Send it to Daryl. Daryl's now being interviewed. And I'm like, which, like, I'm going to be honest, guys, I want to send it to Daryl Hoodie because it is epically famous at this point. It's famous and it's <laughs> smart. And I can relate to that. That is why you hire an attorney because Absolutely. then attorneys deal with things. Other attorneys send it to that attorney and then they kind of tell you what you, you know, can and can't, should or shouldn't do. And it's the send it to Daryl apparel <laughs> that's now, you know, the merch was out there the next day and it's like, you know, to show you, listen, monetize it. Don't fault the player, fault the game. And she is playing the game right now. She's also a very supportive friend. She's there for Ariana. She has Ariana's back and she's like, you know, I'm coming for everyone, but she sees that opportunity in that moment. And I'm sure Ariana right now is just like destroyed and is not thinking of like, how do I monetize something? But she should have someone on her team. That's like, we got to get something to sell or can we even do like, 
I guarantee you right now if she had gift cards, somebody was saying her and Katie should set up gift cards for their sandwich shop because people would probably buy the gift cards or go fund me to like get the whatever sandwich shop open, right? To get the initial funding to sign the lease, to get that like people right now would go out and support. So the business person, the entrepreneur in me is like, okay, you're in a shit situation. We all know it is a shit situation and it sucks. And anyone in that situation, nobody can tell you it doesn't suck. And nobody, everyone gets it. Like she's probably devastated. If she's left alone, she's probably just hysterically crying. I'm sure there's people going to visit her nonstop, trying to be there and support her. But someone on her team should be like, there's all these different ways we could be doing something that would be able to help her set up the next thing that isn't attached to him. Yeah. And like fueling her brand. Like, she, they could literally do Team Ariana hoodies and whip those out one after another, and she could be, everyone would go and support. It could be looking for fundraising for their restaurant, which, by the way, if they need fundraising, call us because I literally, mean, at this point, you're. Somebody send this to them. Someone send this to them. We, we are fund. investors. Yes. We fund things. I will we fund know that a bunch tomorrow. of investors, right? We, yeah. like, we, yes. The support, call the us. brand, like, I mean, they're going to have all the money up them now. Which is, which is the good thing that's going to come of this. But I don't think, you know, I've, I've said this about reality stars so many times. I have a few clients who um, promote with reality stars with their products. And I don't think the managers are like, they don't look at how to monetize every situation or how to monetize differently. And I think it's like anything in business. Um, but I think they all go through this exact same process. Like all their podcasts are with the same, um, what are they called? Promoters? Not Podcast partners. company? Yeah. Yeah. So I, the, aren't they, are they all with Dear Media? No. And then like the Jersey people are all with Podcast One. Right. So, so I think they all kind of stay in this like, oh, so-and-so on this Housewives is using so-and-so's PR. I'm going to use that PR person. And, and because they don't know what they're doing when they start out. But where I think that these you know, managers and PR companies are getting comfortable is they know they're getting the views. They know they're getting the brand recognition. They know that it's basically a seamless system to plug in another housewife, to plug in another reality star. You have the wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. So they don't really have to do anything. And they're just, they, they have their own businesses as these managers where we look at things differently. And it's like, you know, there's so much opportunity that could be created I look at a lot of collabs and look at the Kardashian method of Kardashians did the exact same thing in the sense of lots of brand partnerships, lots of, you know, swipe ups when that was a big deal um, and partnering with other companies and getting paid X amount of dollars or a percentage. Right. And then obviously as their brands kept getting bigger, the more they were getting paid would go up and go up and go up. Till one day, someone sat the Kardashians down. That's a good research. We should figure out who this person is. Someone sat them down and said, no, we're going to create our own makeup. We're going to create our own swim line or jeans lines or whatever that case. Instead of putting their brand on everything else. You're building other people's businesses for them. Like build the business yourself and just put the right people in place. So I look at it that way as far as like. No, I'm not. Like, don't go do a collab with some swim, swimsuit company because you're on a reality show in the middle of Florida. Go create your own swimsuits and just partner with the right people. 
now we come from that kind of mindset and how we do we come from it, that, and but... I think there's so many people that are in the housewife world, the reality world where it it's that's like the I understand it because why not collab because it's easier. Like yeah. I don't like I could see a lot of people in that reality TV world that are like I don't really know anything about business. They want to put my brand on something. I'm going to promote something. They're going to write me a check. Why yeah. wouldn't I do this? I don't know anything about the swimsuit industry or the alcohol industry yeah. or the, the makeup industry or the purse industry or the jewelry. Indi- like, cause we've seen it all and, and they all write a book, right? Like yeah. everyone comes to them to write a book. And I would go out on a limb to say they're probably not, some of them probably aren't getting the best deals in those situations cause no. they don't understand business. And I, I do think, you know, there's a time in the place for like, okay, collab. And then the time in the place to be like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. And I just look at this scenario of like, everyone is rallying around and for Ariana. And there's so many ways that people could be doing things to help her. Because quite frankly, we don't know how much money they have, but I guarantee neither of them has the money nor wants to put the money into writing the other one a check to get out of to move the out. house. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a very common thing. And I think unfortunately, you know, sometimes people in, in relationships, it's this huge thing about like the prenup, the prenup, the prenup mm-hmm. and people get mad and you always see the person without the money that's usually getting mad about the prenum. Yeah. And then the person with the money is like, you have to sign the prenum. <laughs> and it, it's always like, and then you always see or hear of the people that are friends with the person that doesn't have the money. Like if he loves you or she loves you, like why would they make why you do that? that? And then the other people that are around whoever, like, no, like you need to protect yourself and you need to, and like, yeah. it, it's like the ever ongoing. And anyone in business would always be like, you need to know what is the exit plan. And even myself, right? We're doing this podcast in my house. When I bought this house, I was in a relationship and the intent of when I bought this house was we were going to be living in this house together. And when I was buying this house and we sat down and had the conversation because we, we picked it all out. I bought the house. And then a week after I moved in is when we broke up, but all leading up to that point And even when we were looking for a house, we sat down and I had basically said, I'm buying the house with my money and my name is the only name going on the purchase agreement for the house. And I said, I don't, I was like, I don't want you to take this person. I mean, we're not together. So who knows? Maybe he did take it personally (laughs) and maybe he got pissed and maybe that was part of the problem. But I didn't, I didn't care I was going to be the only one. You knew how to protect yourself. Putting my name on the purchase of this house. We had also agreed that he was then going to pay the taxes on the house and he was going to pay the bills. So he was going to pay the taxes and he was going to pay, um, I think, the electricity. I was going to pay the internet because I work out of my house and that's a business use of us having the internet but he was pretty much going to pay like the household bills and I had agreed that basically every year at the end of the year we would have an agreement and we would update that every year where basically he was buying into a percentage of the house based on what he had contributed (laughs) I just the the thought (laughs) am I crazy yes 
No, Francie, the thought of, like, it's so smart. Every woman should do this. It's just, like, I could totally see Francie sitting there being like, hello, darling. This This is our contract. This might also be indicator, like, men listening to this, if you're, like, red flag, red flag. But I also, in my head, was, like, I did want to make it fair. You made it fair, but you made it so that there was never an argument on money because it was very clear. Right, because I did want to make it fair because let's just say we he did move in, we were still together, we got married, whatever, and he continued paying those bills and one day we decide to sell this house and yeah. he'd been paying money into it, right? I'm paying these bills, he's paying, you know, I'm buying the house, he's paying bills. So I wanted to make it fair of like whatever that was, every whatever that totaled to be, would basically get like re- reduced down like on a, the purchase price. You did like price. a reverse waterfall in your own home. Into my own home. Genius. Yes. Love it. So that if we ever did sell or whatever happened, it would basically be like the, very clear. Very clear of like what it was. But also in that agreement, since I was buying the house and that was the huge like upfront capital expense, that if we were to break up or not work out, he did not have financial rights to the home. Exit strategy. And I go into situations like that and I joke with like an ex I had years ago. We we bought, we dated for a very long time. We bought furniture together all the time. Like we lived, we didn't own Actually, we did own homes together because we bought real estate together, but we didn't own like a home we lived in together and we didn't have any issues when we broke up, but we would always buy like furniture and like different things. And every time we bought something together, we would literally say, if we break up, I get this couch or (laughs) he would say, I get this TV. And like, we always kind of said it jokingly, but when we broke up, we knew who got what who things got what? because every time we purchased something, we mandated who was getting it. Yeah. And so I think I'm only sharing all of this because there are ways to protect yourself and there are ways to make it fair for both people. And there, I think a lot of people avoid, it's not a comfortable conversation no. and yeah, it could be why we ended up breaking up. Cause maybe I made him feel <laughs> demasculated. Cause I was like, I'm buying the house and it's my house and you're paying the bills and you get to buy it. I don't know. There might percentage. be some guys listening being like, sign me up. I could pay the tax bill and get a percentage of this house every year and like hang, hang in there. But it's kind of like when we broke up, it still was shitty, but there wasn't like a you didn't have to have an additional like I think back at that of I wasn't the person like can you just imagine if we had both signed our names oh my god no on the purchase of that home no no and people get into that situation and then you're like well I'm stuck because we own this home together and so I think there's ways to go about things and there's creative there's very creative ways that you can structure things or do things and I think it's important that you just have those conversations. And get it all in writing. Get it like, all in get writing. Get it all in writing when, like, everything is happy-go-lucky. Because, like, think about Ariana even right now. Like, she can't process anything other than how mm-hmm. angry she is. So it doesn't matter when people split for what there's, like, the reasons. I mean, there's a magnitude of reasons people split up. But, like, they can't get off that one point. And so I think me and you are very good at like removing emotion from a situation. We're still human. We still get feelings. And to say that we were sitting there, we are in Ariana's shoes and we now have to remove emotion. I think like that's impossible. 
You now have to try to figure out your home. You need to figure out your finances. You it's need to also out- why, though, you need a great team around you. Yeah. And, it's, and I don't mean your friends. Like, your friends are your friends. And your friends can be anyone, right? Like, your, your friend doesn't have to be your attorney. But you, when I say team, you need those people around you. You need that... You need Daryl. Send it to Daryl. You need Send the Daryl around you. You need, you know, a business yeah. advisor. You need a, you need those people around you that when you're in the moment of crisis and you're in the deep dark hole and you're you need the PR person yeah. and you're inside the box and you can't see out and you can't figure out which way is up or how you're going to get out. You need the team around you that says like I got this. Yeah. I you go cry in your room for the next 3 weeks. Yeah. Do whatever you need to do. Like I've got this and I'm going to take care of it and we're going to be okay. And you can tell in this scenario, right? Like not that Ariana necessarily needs the PR person right now, but I can tell whoever Tom's PR person is, they are terrible. Raquel's (laughs) PR person is a bit better, but I still think all the apologies, that statements, everything that has come out, I don't think any of them have great PR. And some people are like Raquel's, apology like her statement was really good and I'm like no her statement basically should have been I messed up I am so sorry and I understand you will probably never be able to forgive me yeah and that's it Point blank. because and when you're incorporating in there like I've let down the fans who gives a flying monkey about the fans the you fans hurt your best care. friend yeah, you fans. hurt your best friends the fans don't even care about the fans like the fans are like more concerned about your friendship and like that it was all happening at the same time yes and, and so that we saw it all exactly <laughs> and so i think that is like the craziest thing of it all is i think they have some terrible pr people that you know hers a bit better than his but it's like all the different things that have happened um the last thing I just want to quickly touch on on this whole thing and the business of it all and we've talked about like protecting yourself but is the legal stuff with you know one thing I always it has been something I have lived true since I was in college (laughs) maybe even high school is you never hit anyone first you never put hands on anyone first never ever 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 because it doesn't matter the situation if they're mad enough yeah. That is, I, I am not here to give you legal advice, but that is some legal advice I will give you. Now, if somebody puts their hands on you first, now we are in a self-defense scenario. <laughs> but not always, depending on how the altercation plays out. So if you own a business, if you have a brand, if you are in the spotlight in any way, shape, or form, heck, if you just have money... Yeah. Don't put your hands on people. No. no matter how mad you are. I don't know if Sheena did or if Sheena didn't, but I really hope she didn't. I, I really know. hope the whole thing is fake. Now, I will also say there is a huge part of me that understands why. Yeah. She this would is- have. And like that's that's what I struggle with cuz I understand the like you come I always say, you come for my finances, my family or my friends. Yeah. I will kill you. Yeah. So I understand the rage. This is where I could never be on a reality TV show because it's it's the poking of the bear. And the people who always poke, like go back and look any reality show you're thinking of, any scenario in business, actually any argument you can think of, people who have things to lose never poke the bear. 
people who have nothing to lose always attack. So it's like it in Sheena's situation, like not only does she have a big brand, not only does she, and I understand she's defending her friend, but this is where like, if those were my close group of friends, I could never be on TV with them. Like that would be, no. I, I, I would lose my shit. If but we, we also don't know if it actually happened. Sure. We, we don't. We, it it is alleged. There's a small scratch on a an hand. And, and so who knows? And like, that's where the human side of me is like, I understand if she did hit her, why she hit her. Yeah. Totally get it. And I totally un- understand that for my friend. The business side of me is like, I really hope she didn't because... I mean, even Bravo takes all that stuff very seriously. If castmates n- now, 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 maybe not now. 10, 15 years ago, right? But takes that very seriously. So like that could have a huge impact on her future on the show, which the show is what fuels other, you know, businesses and brands that everyone is really to. So it's, it's a the very show interesting. The is the top of the funnel. It's a very interesting um, dynamic and of course everyone's being very smart about what they say and they don't say because they know that it's feeding into the show it's feeding into the reunion it's fueling so many things so it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out I think the biggest winner in all of this is Andy Cohen amen biggest winner biggest Andy winner. Cohen and, and Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump, Vanderpump. Yep. they are the two winners of all of this Obviously, like, I feel so bad for Ariana. I do think, and again, I'm not taking any way from the hurt or the emotion, but I think she knew something was going on prior to find, just on the statement of like, her gut was like, look at the phone. I think she knew, and I think she was, which I understand and I can relate to, as I think anyone can, she was so scared to confront it. And I will say from a business standpoint, if you suspect, if you suspect someone's stealing from you if you Mm -hmm. suspect someone's doing something shady if you suspect something is going wrong in your business you can't just let it go you have to confront it and too many people are afraid of confrontation and I'm not saying I think there's a lot of other um, pieces at play here but when it comes to a business if you suspect something's going on you need to address it you need to look into it you need to research it because the longer something goes the bigger the impact is going to be on your business the harder it is going to be to uncouple those things, untie the business relationship, get rid of the employee, like whatever it is. So I think it's something that you can't just idly let something go by because you don't want to address it. Yeah, no, 100%. So you I think nip it in the butt. That is a huge thing that you need to really, really um, think about in those scenarios. If you suspect something, a lot of times when there's smoke, there's fire. And in this scenario, I think there was a lot of smoke when now obviously people are saying, oh, it wasn't Schwartz at Coachella she made out with. It was Sandoval Sandoval the whole time. And now that makes sense. And like all these different, you know, Easter eggs, as people would say, that are coming out. So I think it's one of those things, you know, address it. Have those tough conversations in business because it's what's going to kind of get you to the other side. So I know today, um, you know, we're not quite done yet, but we've talked a lot about that situation. Our goal with this podcast is we want to kind of introduce some different segments. Um, we don't want to go too long because we we want you to listen to the whole thing and not just turn mm-hmm. it off because you're like, this is boring. And I promise it will only continue to get better as we go. But a couple of the seg- – we want to introduce some different segments that we kind of talk about each time. One of the segments that um, we are going to do is um, 
am I crazy or are y'all crazy? Because <laughs> if you could look through um, mine and Katie's text thread, you would see I probably ask Katie that question at least once a week saying, <laughs> am I crazy or is everyone else crazy? Or I will put out the like, am I crazy or are y'all crazy? Because I will deal with a scenario and I'm just like, this is never in a million years how I think this scenario should have been handled or how things are happening. And I'm like, wait, Maybe I'm the one that's lost my mind and I live in an alternate reality <laughs> and everyone else is right and I'm the one that's wrong. So that it's always my like reality check, if you will, <laughs> if I'm in the right or if I'm in the wrong. And so we're going to do a segment where we share a scenario and you can leave us a comment and let us know um, if are we, you, crazy? are we crazy or not. So the scenario I wanted to just kind of discuss today is um, – People, we, you lose employees, right? People quit, they get other jobs, you fire people, sometimes people move on, sometimes, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of companies downsize, so it always happens. And inevitably, people will have someone's like personal cell phone number or personal email or whatever just method. It happens in business as yeah. much as we'd like to avoid that and minimize that as much as possible, it happens. And so, I've had this scenario happen a bit over the past couple months because we um, just lost a couple of employees, brought in some new employees, but scenarios where people are reaching out to the former employees and, you know, whether the former employees are giving them the correct person's contact or referring them over, I'm not fully sure, but I will end up getting a call or an email or something from someone and they'll say, oh, we reached out to so-and-so and, or we've reached out to so-and-so multiple times or we spoke to so-and-so. So my thing was like, does that person have any responsibility to say to the company because they, for whatever reason, have their personal information on a contract agreement contact point could they send an email, text message, whatever, and just say, hey, heads up, so-and-so from this company or so-and-so from this agency or so-and-so client is trying to get a hold of you? I think I – and I would just be like, hey, FYI, this person called and I gave them your email if they call you or they might email you. Yeah. That would be my head. Now, I think some people might think I am crazy of – they don't work for me anymore. They have no responsibility to relay any information, which I don't disagree, except they put their phone number on something or their email personally. It's not the work email on something. So they're getting that communication because they put that number instead of an office number, instead of a work email. So I kind of look at it like you're only in that situation because you put information that you shouldn't you have put somewhere. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's then their their obligation to then tell the company that XYZ is trying to get a hold of the company. And that's why I ask in this segment is called, <laughs> am I crazy or are y'all crazy? So I want your yeah. feedback and then the people listening, their feedback I mean, of is Francie crazy or is everyone else crazy? For everyone that's listening to this, I obviously talked about this with Francie and said she was not crazy. But I think, you know, especially with employees, sometimes, you know, it, it's hard to think of in the sense of one, don't expect you out of others. So there's the way that we would handle these things versus how other people would handle things. And I think we're both really good 
at looking at both sides of the situation. So, you know, many times, especially with employees, you have to put yourself in their shoes or you have to say, you know, you have to be on that side of the desk, to be on this side of the desk. You have to really kind of look at everything as a whole. But I mean, especially when employees leave, especially if they're leaving on good terms and there's no turmoil, it does not make sense to me. Um, so I don't think Francie's crazy. You guys can comment and think she's crazy, I think, but I think a lot of people are going to think I'm crazy. Yeah, but me, I don't know why. Because I think a lot of people are going to say somebody doesn't work there anymore. Like they have no obligation. There is that defense. And Actually, I, there is and that I, defense. And I agree, except why put your personal? In, I I disagree in the because obviously if they emailed their company email or called their company Which number, been, it would have gone. Yeah. To me in the company. Like it would have gone to someone well, in the and company. And we're talking like so business this is, it's legal personal. contacts. Like you're leaving your phone number, like what you said in the beginning. Like, you can't control that certain people get certain phone numbers. That's inevitable. But this this is like something business related that you're leaving. If it's business related, you personal. shouldn't have put your personal information. Which I know there's going to be somebody that probably says, well, why would you let them do that? Well, I can't see every can't single communication everything. document form that is filled out right you and it's like it shouldn't be done and it's maybe it's part of like hey maybe that's a good reason why people aren't in the company anymore because of things like that but that's where I think I think I think business owners will say we're yeah we're always gonna kind of y'all are crazy I think employees will think Francie's crazy yeah so I think business owners will agree with me I think the non-business owners um and that's okay because I'm fine with hearing a different perspective and a different view I am just fine with that um there is the like there is the defense of like they don't work there anymore like why should that matter but in the case of you know not that I've had any jobs to really relate this to but like I've just the common courtesy or the common sense to me would be especially on good terms I would just pick up the phone and say hey like this happened FYI FYI this might be coming or text look for this person yeah, or like this, like this person your, trying to get in touch with you type your thing. Desk. but I know we're we're both very like follow-up people and, and that's how we operate and maybe that's the entrepreneurs in us um and but I can I can see that side I can see that defense of like I don't work there anymore not my problem I did my I did my thing, got my checks, moving on. But yeah, I don't think you're crazy. Okay. Well, well, that's a wrap for episode one of the Power Suits podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. I will ask that you share this with anyone that you think would enjoy this podcast, any friends, family, business colleagues, go ahead and share it to help us get the word out there. I promise we will get better and better as we go. Um, Also make sure you leave us a review, give us five stars, leave your feedback, um, like, share. Don't forget to follow so you are notified of when new episodes drop and leave us a positive review. And if you have something negative to say about the podcast, well, you can send it to Daryl.